Hi, this is Eking Reyes, and you're on The Inspiring Leader. It's a podcast where we talk about things and stuff about life, love, and learning. Our guest for this episode is Mr. Vitaly Samonov. He's a best-selling author of several books on personal development, a global speaker, business consultant, and CEO of Bidet Web and Epic Babble. Vitaly, thank you for joining the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, my first question is, when did you flip the switch and decided to become an entrepreneur? Back in school, um, sometimes I was really thinking about a lot of creative ways kind of like to solve problems and stuff. And um, I believe later on in life, that's what really helped me like um, with my business and everything. But uh, during school, a lot of my teachers didn't appreciate that because uh, they only wanted me to do certain things like that were actually um, according to their curriculum, you know, how they wanted things done. So and I always wondered why, why should I do it this way when there's actually more leverage, more elaborate way to get the same thing completed or, you know, and so. That's why I got like C's and stuff from certain uh, uh, certain uh, teachers because they just wanted me to do things they, the way they did it for many years. It was really comfortable for them. But I always wondered why if there's a better, faster way to do it, you have to do the better, faster way. You know, that makes sense. And so a lot of things that I did, like put together teams and stuff to accomplish uh, work in, in school, I became really a good team leader later on in life when I started my own business in San Diego. I started my own IT business. And um, uh, actually, one of the best skills I got out of college was to put together teams to complete projects and stuff. And so that was something that I utilized later on in my professional life. You spent a huge part of your life as a musician. What are some of the lessons you learned as a pianist that helped you in your journey as CEO and consultant? Well, I think it's actually a really, really big thing. And I'm really glad that you are uh, asking me this kind of question because I think it's very relative. You know, it's because, of course, it, it, uh, <clears throat> it trains the creativity part in your brain. And, and also, when you play piano or certain instruments, um, both, both lobes are uh, always active in your brain. Like I, I write a lot about uh, like neuroscience in business and how your brain really works. Because for me, it was really a awakening moment when I realized that self-development is really a big thing in business. Um, when I realized that, um, you know, why is my business not going to the next level? Um, I started reading a lot of books. I read like 300 books. I mostly listen to, I recommend listening on like audio and stuff, audio books. And I listen like on double speed so I can get more information in, you know, I just, I listen a lot to a lot of books on, um, you know, like neuroscience and self-development. And I listen to, of course, motivation and business books, you know, and, and a lot of financial books. So the financial part was really crucial too in business, you know, um, 
I had a bookkeeper and everything and, and I had investors and um, it's a really big part to know like how to really properly get your financial financial situation correctly in business because that's like a bloodline of your business. Money is like a bloodline in your business, you know, like it's it's something blood flow like you need it to survive, you know. <laughs> so if, if you have really amazing ideas, for instance, like oh, I have this product that's so great, like, let's do it. But if you don't really have, we live in a capitalist society, if you don't have the capital to actually um, to achieve that, then you will not, you know, it's, you really need, this is what actually my advice for other people who are actually just starting out too is, is, you know, you gotta, you gotta situate your capital. You gotta find investors, you gotta, um, because that's something that's, that's, so important that a lot of people like a lot of people come to me who were my clients and still are my clients and uh you know they just have all these grandiose ideas and i tell them realistically what's your budget like what uh how you know what's your timeline and i break down everything and i i tell people you know this is what we can accomplish with that you know otherwise you have to raise more money or so it's it's really a big issue on there but back to the music um I went to musical school also for many years, like eight years. Um, and it was a little torturous, like a lot of, a lot of this, uh, teachers also like made me play a lot of classical music that I didn't really like love doing, you know? Um, and we had all kinds of like music appreciation. We had music history classes. We had, um singing classes and stuff like that uh some things i liked some i didn't but i just kind of like to improvise you know i played my own stuff like played jazz and everything and my teachers got so mad that sometimes i even hid under the chair when i was playing and stuff when i was a kid i started playing when i was like four so very early um yeah so it's 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 kind of was really dreadful and hard, but I kind of guess I did it, you know, but putting like my original creativity kind of uh, creative personality to work with the music, I became pretty good like at playing jazz and, you know, uh, picking up songs from radio and stuff. And I actually, I won a first place in the talent show at um, in college. So that was something memorable that I, you know, value um so yeah so basically i think that like music really goes it really trains your brain because so many parts of your brain are working all together like um articulation and you know creativity and, and all other muscles are being trained so it's really a big thing i think it really made a huge impact on why i became an entrepreneur and why i was successful Thank you for sharing that. Fast forward to today, you're a best-selling author of several books, Mindset Liberation being the latest in your publications. Could you share with us the main thesis of that book? So Mindset Liberation is basically about, I shared a lot about my journey through my life. And uh, it talks about, like gratitude and appreciation because I came from humble beginnings. Like um, I moved to America in 1999 from uh, Russia. And back then in the nineties, it was 
the fall of communism. So it was actually pretty hard times, you know, there was like bread lines and stuff and, uh, and of course, freezing weather, you know, it's, it's pretty cold in Russia. <laughs> so that's, that's one of the reasons I like it here is because the weather is better, but, uh, cause I live in the West coast. So, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I just, I write about like my experiences through life, like as a kid and saying like, Hey, right now I'm actually like thousands of times more financially strong than when I was a kid, you know, uh, in Russia, standing in bread lines. Uh, but was, am I happier right now? Not necessary. You know, I was still happy when I was a kid. It was just like, I, I was happy about different things, you know? So, um, and I kind of put that in perspective, and then, and I slowly like transition into um, my experience, like going through business and building a business uh, in San Diego. I started a business, um, you know, like eight years ago, and um, I ran an office there and a team. And I've had hundreds of clients, like from small, like entrepreneurs and firms to like big companies. You know, I worked with. Um, like United States Navy, I worked with um, Adidas, I worked with a lot of like um, doctors and uh, local local firms and other businesses locally. So um, well, I worked with PR firms and a lot of businesses is still kind of running on the work that we've done together. And, and it's really rewarding to see that. Like for instance, one of my clients was he was a surgeon in the Navy, uh, Navy surgeon in um, United States Navy, and he's a doctor. And um, I can only imagine how hard it is, you know, to perform a brain surgery, you know, um, or any kind of surgery. And he also, on top of that, he decided to start a business. So. <laughs> He came to me because I worked with the United States Navy on the project and he said, um, hey, check out uh, my shirt. You know, like you guys work together on this project. I'm like, yeah, I know. And he's like, you know, I'm actually a doctor then. I want to start a nonprofit. I'm like, wonderful. Yeah, I actually worked with several nonprofits. I love doing that, you know. Um, so his business was really amazing. He, he basically, um, he traveled around the world on top of being a doctor, like how would you find time even to travel, you know? So he traveled around the world and he aided natural disasters. Uh, and he raised money to help people with who went through natural disasters and stuff. So, I just think that his demanding work already didn't stop him from succeeding at something else that he was passionate about. It was, it was a really a big thing for me. And I included things like that in my book that I wrote about certain clients that really like popped to me, you know, about like what they did in their noble work and like um, passion and stuff. So that, that was really a, one of the biggest things there. Um, so basically for me, like what I wrote in book, it was like the self-awakening or importance of self-development in business. So when I was running business and I was making 
okay money and i was thinking how do i go to the next level i mean like there's billionaires out there like there's unlimited potential you know i'm making this amount of money it's okay but i think that we could go to the next level and what is what is actually stopping me why am i not going to the next level you know and i start reading a lot of books at that point and i've realized that self-development is what was stopping me so i wasn't developed enough person to take my business to the next level so for your business to succeed you need to be the successful kind of person you need to be a person that is well trained and well knowledgeable well trained and have um great habits like for instance your habits really all affect your business you know um back when i first started the business i was still younger and i was drinking i was going out with friends a lot and i had like a beautiful girlfriend i had a couple of nice cars and everything and i was really um just kind of having a life you know and having a lot of social life and stuff um but later on after reading a, a bunch of books i really realized that you know that's that's actually one thing that's stopping me you know so i i quit drinking um i quit going out as much i did not uh go out with my friends on weekends anymore and 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 really i started becoming more um going to the gym more becoming more athletic and stuff like that and so that really helped my brain too like like every single small thing matters like like you gone to the gym or you what are you eating you know like what is me eating not eating at mcdonald's or eating something healthier has to do with me getting clients or business you know like making more money in my business a lot because your energy levels because uh your brain is more clear when you eat better you know um there's and those kind of habits they also train you as a person you become a better, more optimized person. When you're more optimized, then you're able to get clients better. You're able to skyrocket your business. Uh, the pandemic has actually posted various challenges for small businesses around the world. What would be your advice to them right now? It's already too late for my advice. <laughs> uh, what I would advise people is to see now that you, you cannot rely like just one, one income, first of all. I have a lot of friends that are working in the industry. And right now we actually have um, quarantine here. We have everything. And that's why I'm kind of just chilling at home, you know. <laughs> um, everything's closed down. And uh, it's kind of nice to relax sometimes. But, of course, I'm doing a lot of remote work and stuff, you know. Um, and, yes, I've actually been doing a lot of Zoom work and stuff and uh, on Skype and stuff, you know. But it's kind of nice. But... Um, but yeah, my point is, and what I want to say about um, pandemic is you have to be prepared, you know. So I have a lot of people in the industry who lost their jobs, um, you know, that worked especially. I really feel uh, bad for certain businesses, you know, and I think I don't even think it's fair for certain businesses to be closed and certain not, you know. Um, and I see a lot of friends who are like bartenders or waiters or have restaurants or something uh, to do with entertainment 
they're actually suffering the most right now because you those places are closed you know and uh what i've learned really throughout life like being an entrepreneur and not just having or relying on one job is that you have to have more than one thing going um and a lot of people think like oh you're an entrepreneur you own a business and that is it uh and people just have one business and they concentrate and have one business um I don't think that should be the way. I think you should have several different businesses and incomes, whatever you can monetize, whatever you can uh, you can think of and you think you can make money with that, do it and do it like right away. And then if you fail, fail with that, that's okay. Then you'll do another thing. So for me, I always sit there and I think a lot and I think what else can I do right, right now that I can monetize? Like for instance, I'm running Airbnb business right now. I'm buying my third house right now. And um, uh, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of Air, Airbnb, right? It's, um, yeah, it's uh, it's an app. Uh, you can rent out uh, your space and stuff. So it's basically like a hotel that you're running. And it's really, it's honestly like one of the hottest, best businesses right now, I would say it's it's really working really great for me um as an extra income i have i have like probably six seven businesses right now so and i'm actually writing a new book about that which is called model modern hustle which is a book um about how i run seven businesses and so can you and i actually explain all this in detail in this book um like how I do it, you know, like I'm buying my third house right now. I put a lot of like RVs and trailers around on my properties, which I rent out also daily to people and travelers. I have a lot of international um, travelers that stay with me. It's really fun. They cook amazing, you know, food for me, like from other countries. And sometimes I even had a party a couple times because I had people from other countries that stay and they wanted to hang out and you know, it's fun. It's rewarding. And I'm, and this business is bringing me low six figures right now as well as supplemental income. So it's pretty great. That's why I'm expanding it and I'm buying another house right now. And, um, several other things I'm doing, like, um, renting out cars. I have like Porsche, BMW, Rolls Royce, uh, Mercedes, and I rent them out on, um, Turo. I know I don't know if you've heard of that app. Turo is is it's a great great. Um, there's there's also other apps as well, but Turo is like the main one. People pay me like hundred fifty two to two fifty a day to rent a car from me, you know. And a lot of, I get a lot of travelers. Um, right now in my area, a lot of uh, cannabis business, a lot of weed business, is because it's legal now here. So. Um, a lot of investors flying in like from New York and other places that actually are friends of mine now and they use my Airbnb to use my house, my garage to package weed products and like CBD. I'm sure you've heard it's really big popular right now. And um, they rent out my cars to go bring it here and there. And I, I, I'm myself not doing the weed thing, but because uh, I'm not really passionate about it. I'm not really a weed smoker, <laughs> but I like cars and I like, you know, running a house. So uh, I provide amenities for those people and they pay me really good money to do business like, you know, weed business and stuff like that. So 
you know, I'm not just sitting there and marketing, selling my books. See, this is like many other things that I'm talking about. So bring it back to the, and I could keep going. Like I have a product, it's called Epic Hats. I don't know if you've heard, I had a couple of investors and we launched this product. Uh, it's, it's a cool, unique product. You know, sales are okay. I mean, we're not like billionaires or anything, but the sales are going, which is, which is good. It's actually a successful business to a point. Um, and it's, it's a really fun project. Like I, I hired a lot of, and a lot of people, uh, like YouTube influencers that did a lot of videos actually on these kind of hats and people just reaching out to me and saying like, Hey, send me a hat. Um, and we will do a video for you, you know, like, cause we want to check out this product. I'm like, okay. And so we did a lot of that and those kind of opportunities just kind of snowball because you take the opportunity and more people want to be a part of it. And then the opportunity snowballs into success eventually, you know, because once, once people see potential, they want to be a part of it. Like for instance, you and me are talking right now, you know, it's networking, it's potential to expand and stuff. So it's, it's the same with everything else that I'm doing basically. Uh, and so back to the pandemic, right? So what I'm saying is don't rely on just one thing. You know, that's be my advice. Uh, because pandemics come and they will come again and it'll be not pandemic, but it'll be like a real estate bubble. You lose your job. Like I see now people that just rely on one thing. Like I have friends that can't, came to me right now because they lost their jobs and they came to me like, I let them borrow my car. You know, uh, I gave them some money. I, you know, take took care of them a little bit, but um, I just feel bad because, you know, it's quarantine right now. And um, yeah, like I, I see like they lost their jobs, but they didn't have any other plan. Like you have to have a plan, backup plan. You have to have other plans, other incomes, other things going. Like some of my businesses are, when they're down, like I'm, I'm a power seller. I was a power seller on eBay. I'm doing like a lot of things, you know, and if, if my product is not selling enough and it will at some point, it will not because it's unpredictable. Sometimes your product just will not sell and you just don't know why. Sometimes it's a little slower with Airbnb. Sometimes my books sell more or sometimes they sell less, you know, it is just, you have to kind of put all together and always think of ways to do more things and to, to push forward with more things. So, so basically with the pandemic, what can you do now? Just stay optimistic. Right. And then, and then start building and preparing for the next pandemic because there will be one, you know, so. You're into a lot of things. You have a new book coming up. Uh, you're expanding your businesses. What do you consider now as the next challenge for you? What would be the next level for you as an entrepreneur? I want to be a philanthropist, you know, um, first, you got to get really strong yourself. Like at, at this point, I'm doing philanthropic work only with like friends and stuff uh, and other people. Like, for instance, we had a lot of uh, a lot of big fires here, like in California and Oregon area, West Coast. Um, and a lot of people lost their homes um, to fires. And uh, I had, because I own several homes, I had people stay at my home and stuff and, um, you know, I'll let them shower and, you know, I'll accommodate and stuff for free, you know, uh, during 
when during after the fires and stuff i know people lost homes and stuff so i had couples stay i had people stay you know who needed a shelter you know so this kind of work is like one of the most rewarding things for me you know and this is really what i would like to do on a higher bigger scale you know and that's why i'm really like striving for more so i can give more basically you know it's it's one of the biggest things for me you know and and of course um other things i talked about like i want to grow my airbnb empire you know i think and right now i'll give another advice you know from personal experience in america real estate is number one business i mean right now during pandemic I even have more people that need places to stay. So it doesn't matter how bad the times are, people will always need a room to stay, you know? People always need a place to stay. So it doesn't matter how bad times get, I, I'm still making money, you know? People are still paying me to stay, like, and um, it's good. It's, it's a very good business. And not to mention, uh, my houses are going up in value. I, I flipped a couple of houses. I did that. Um, there's a lot of books out there on that. A lot of people are doing that. Yes, it's possible. Yes, I did it myself too. Um, and I've started at some really small uh, budget houses. Like first house I bought was 95,000 cash. And I just bought it from a, um, a guy whose, whose wife actually died and his, um, psychiatrist told him to sell it really fast so you got to find those kind of people who are kind of in distress to to purchase i mean to sell their property and you have to have cash because if you get with the bank banks uh they want to make money off of you so you know um it's better to do cash deals if you're flipping and plus you can't find those kind of deals you know <laughs> and and after that, I flipped another house that I bought for like two thirty seven, and I sold for three thirty five. And then, you know, I just kind of was growing from that. I bought a couple more houses. Uh, my houses are paid off. I, I don't own bank anything, so I think it's a really big thing. Once you actually have the asset, that's how you're able to make money on Airbnb and be profitable. Because if I had a mortgage attached right now, I don't know if it would be that profitable. It still would be, but um, I'm not nearly, you know, so it's, it's a good thing. Like right now I, I saved cash for another house and I'm purchasing the next four months. I'm buying another house, four bedroom. So really expanding pretty fast. So th those are, those are like my plans right now, you know, um, and of course, uh, get married in the future, <laughs> but I keep, put, I keep putting that off uh, because <laughs> I'm just thinking, oh, I just need to work harder and longer. I'm so busy, you know, I'm doing all this stuff and I'm just making excuses. But I guess someday, you know, I'm talking to some girls, uh, some girls they're uh, like pretty serious kind of with and stuff. And some friends from back in college. Actually, one of my friends, she just um, graduated law school and she passed the bar. So she became a lawyer in America, which is like a big thing. You know, in America, lawyers make good money and they're really... um successful you know so she's gonna come visit me so maybe you know we'll go somewhere more more further than that so that that's my another goal is I, yeah and and let me bring the point here too is that um successful marriage a successful partnership 
is such a huge thing, you know, so huge. Like, I want to marry a person that's also doing something successful or has some kind of, you know, impact. Because together, then you're great. But if you if another person is dragging you, like financially and in business and everything else like that, it's a huge thing. You will lose. You will lose everything. No matter how successful you are, if you have a bad partner, you're screwed. You're not gonna be able to make it. You know. <laughs> so. Thank you very much for joining the podcast. But before I end, I'd like to ask for more words of encouragement from you. For all the listeners out there who would want to make their own mark in the world, what would be your advice to them? You have to be become good at life and not just good at school. Um, so you know how in school they teach you and they tell you like, oh, you're smart if you get good grades, right? But what do those grades really indicate? They indicate how good you are, the material that they gave you to to memorize. So you're memorizing materials they gave you, and if you memorized it good, then you get an A, you know. But what does it have to do with the real world, you know? It does if you want to become like a professional, you know. Um, you're definitely going to need to know your body parts if you're a doctor, you know. You're going to need to know things if you're an engineer you know my my original degree in college was computer science and um, I actually was working at Intel for a brief time in Portland Oregon and um, I was as a software engineer before I started my own IT company and uh, it, when I was there it's just wasn't what what I was expecting. You know, after college, I thought my feet are going to be up on a desk and a cigar in my mouth, you know. <laughs> um, but it was just a bunch of wires hanging off the ceiling and a couple of geeks sitting with me and, and working on, a you know, computer parts. And it, was, it wasn't like the dream, you know. It was, it was, I don't know, like kind of boring almost, I would say. So I, I figured, you know, you know what, I'm just going to, go i'm gonna go to san diego which i love san diego I lived there before and i love the weather and i feel like southern california is really big place or california in general big place to make it because energy you get energy from the ocean a lot of sun it's always nice days there's no rain so you can every day you can perform at the maximum so you don't have to wear like worry about the weather you don't have to worry about certain things and there's a lot of things available. People are really open-minded in California. They're really like go, go, go kind of people, you know, they're very, the work ethic is up to par, let me say. <laughs> and so, so basically, um, yeah, so, so basically like when I was working there, it wasn't, it wasn't really that much for me, but let's get back to the, to the school thing, right? So, like they teach you to memorize things so you can become an engineer like I did, for instance, for a brief time. Yes, I do understand that. But you don't really know anything else in life. Like if you take away that job, like what do you know? You know, and people do lose jobs. You know, it's people say, well, I have a job security. No, you don't. <laughs> you know, what if you don't have a job? Then what? what, what can you do like? I have a lot of friends who failed after they lost the job. They just moved home and they could not do anything in life. They start taking depression medicine. Um, 
they just like ran away, you know, like when people like face certain difficulties in life, especially with the pandemic right now and everything, you know, I, I see a lot of people run and, you know, I have a lot of friends like, you know, um, girls and guys like uh, who run away and they just, no matter what you tell them, they just make excuses sitting there saying like, Oh, you know what? Like, um, I either got physically injured or I lost my job or I'm like, I just can't, you know, like I can't, I, I tell them, okay, why don't you try this? I said, why don't you try to drive Uber then? You know, you know, what Uber is right. <laughs> um, or Lyft, you know, like, like, Oh, it's actually like too much gas, you know, like I can't use my car. And I say, okay, so those excuses, you know, this is obviously a definition of an excuse. Like, okay, so what? It's too much gas? Well, there's people out there making 4000 a month that I know of that drive Uber. And I actually knew a guy in San Diego. We're really good friends. And um, I actually hired him before, and he worked for me for a brief time. And uh, he's, he's really, you know, I don't know if you've heard of this. It's called... Um, uh, immigrant advantage. So when people move to America, they are hustling a lot harder. They're working a lot harder because they don't have the support. They don't have the opportunities the people they have here. So, and they do succeed. So that's, that's an advantage. And I kind of had that too, you know, and you can still see that I'm still kind of pushing, still kind of hungry because of that advantage. Like, and people here like, man, come on, why is so weird? Like, I'm like, okay, we just need results. We need to get this down. Like, don't relax. You know, I'm always pushing kind of like, and people that actually lived in America their entire life, they're just kind of living a life. I personally think of myself as like algorithm solving machine. You know, I just want to keep moving. <laughs> so yeah, my friend has the advantage and he drove Uber, uh, I remember, and he made like over 10,000 a month, you know, with, with driving uber but he drove 12 hours a day you know and he used like uber black car which they pay a lot more they pay like 75 dollars an hour and then people would say like oh uber come on he can make much money like he's making a lot of money and then um he started his own business after that he started his own transportation company and he bought a bunch of vehicles like buses and you know, like limos and just it, he started, um, it's something like Savon transportation or something. And it's amazing. Like he just has a fleet now and he started hiring people, you know? And so the people that are making excuses saying like, I tell them like, why don't you drive Uber that you lost your job? They're like, no, I can't. It's too expensive for gas or, you know, like okay and people are even saying like oh it's pandemic right now i'm like did you know that uber is actually in lyft or running right now like that's that's an excuse using pandemic that's not a advice to people don't use pandemic as an excuse you know i have plenty of people that are still working right now i love plenty of people making money i'm making a lot of money right now pandemic is i'm i build my own economy kind of you know and i depend on many different things that i actually build so I don't care who's going to become a president. I don't care if there's pandemic. I know I'm going to do good because I have assets. I've invested a lot of in real estate. I have several incomes and I invest in relationship, which in relationships, which is a huge thing. Like my relationship with my parents, 
is a big thing. Uh, they were original investors, like, you know, over a decade ago, like they invested over 200,000 in my business to get started. And I've made them a lot of money since then. And um, that's the one thing that I recommend. Some people are kind of afraid or embarrassed to ask for help from parents or from a significant other or brothers or anybody. It's, but I mm -hmm. tell people, oh my God, this is the best opportunity. This is what you need to leverage. I mean, that's another thing that the teachers in school, like, oh, you, you're a loser if you live in your mom's basement. No, you're not if you're saving for a house. You know, if, if you have certain goals, you should not be embarrassed of things you're doing. You should have a goal and sacrifice. Like, there's been times for me when I actually lived with my parents for like a year where I saved for a house and I paid 300,000 cash for a house. So that was something I was not embarrassed of because I got rich from that, you know, like, but if I was living and paying a lot expensive rent and stuff like that, uh, and I was going out and going to Vegas all the time, then I wouldn't have uh, bought a house for 300,000 in cash, you know? So yeah. those are kind of things people should not be embarrassed of and teach you what our society is like based on the old concept. I think it's Prussian concept or something I heard that, um, that's an employee and employer, right? So people are trained to be employees their entire life from childhood. And they are labeled as a failure if they're not a good employee. But that's it. People need to realize that if you're not a good employee, it's nothing. You can be good at so many things, you know, like not being a good employee might be not for you because you might be not an employee type of person, right? not have that kind of brain uh, mentality. Like me, for instance, like I never had that kind of mentality. When I started working, like it just wasn't for me, you know, that's why I kind of reached out for other things and it worked out. So I think if there's a red flag for somebody, like if they're not doing good at school or something is not working out, they need to really start thinking like, what am I good at? Like, what, what, what can I do that's gonna make an impact on the world that I'm actually super good at and I like doing? And if you start doing that, then that's exactly how you become successful because you have factors like I'm good at it and I love it. So for me, I'm good at what I do and I love doing it. And if I say like, for instance, the weed business is not for me because I don't love weed. I, I don't smoke weed, so I don't really care about it, you know, but um, I love people. I love hosting people like, for instance, in my house. So Airbnb was a huge solution for me and I love doing it, you know. So, and I love writing, of course, you know, like I'm writing, uh, I'm almost finished with my another book right now. And I have another book coming up after that, that I'm going to start shortly. For the benefit of the listeners, where can they actually catch you and find your book? Oh yeah. So you can find my books on Amazon and several other retailers. Uh, you can just Google me, Vitaly Semenov. Uh, I have, if, if you just search me on Amazon, you can find my books. Um, and um, I usually lurk around on Instagram for the most part. It's at Vitaly underscore Semenov. So um, you can add me on Insta. I usually post like 20 times a day on that. Just a lot of motivational stuff all the time. I'm really, really persistent on social media. I have, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. And um, um, I'm doing some videos on YouTube. Um, 
you know, I'm always kind of acting and just want to put out, I have also a program and I taught a class, I taught, taught a class called School for Entrepreneurs. And I taught it in, in schools locally, like Portland, San Diego, and around West Coast and stuff. I, I teach that class and I have it online and stuff as well. Um, so there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, you can get from me if, if you research. You can go to my website, vitalyseminov.com, and there's going to be some updates and stuff like that. That's it for today. Let me know what you think. Send in some questions and perhaps share this episode with people you know who might be interested to listen. Till the next episode. Cheers. Thank you.